Sean's Class Kids Radio. It's Trina Myrie here. Do you know what? I've tr- we've been trying to get this guy on for since before Christmas and for some reason we kept missing each other. Tom Houghton is on the line, not Houghton. Just to be difficult, Tom. Hello. Thank you for getting it correct. Uh, thank you for having me. It's lovely to be You're on. You're welcome. The last time you phoned me, I was in the supermarket at the checkout and it wasn't a great time. <laughs> <laughs> I bet you're much more relaxed now, I hope. Oh, never. Never relaxed. Always busy. So you're coming to uh, you're coming to Ireland. You are very much the breakout star, aren't you? Because Between doing the Netflix show, The Circle, which I have to admit, Tom, when I first started watching a bit of that, I, I didn't really know what was going on. It's, it's a peculiar kind of a show, isn't it? Uh, yes. No one I sort of, uh, who's close to me or I love and respect has actually watched the entire season. They got like one one episode in and were completely confused as well. I think yeah. my dad lasted about 10 minutes. But it is... <laughs> Your own dad it. didn't even support you. <laughs> oh God, he was straight back behind his iPad watching the cricket. <laughs> Within like 10 minutes, I swear it was bad. But um, it is addictive. It's, it's classic reality TV. The more you watch it, the more you get sucked into it. Yeah. But if you um, miss five minutes, you can't follow it at all. You're gone. That's it. I mean, the thing is, it was a it was an American Netflix show. Yeah. So it was international. So I was like the token British guy surrounded by Americans. And Americans are quite a lot to deal with. Let's just put it that way. Right. Okay. So stressful time? Stressful time. And lots of... Uh, slang and language that I didn't understand. But I think I, I represented pretty well. I was pretty happy. Okay, they probably couldn't understand you either being so posh. You're very posh, Tom, aren't you? Uh, I am quite posh, yes. I'm yes. Not, I'm not, no, I mean, I remember on my bio it said lives in the Tower of London and they were all like, oh my God, what's the Tower of London? Is that like where, is that where the wax works are? I was like, nah, that's Madden Tussauds. But yeah, they had no idea about me. So living in the Tower of London, how did that come to be? Oh, it's my dad. My dad's uh, the former head of the British Armed Forces. And then so when he retired, he got made the council of the Tower of London. And so I um, I went and lived in there for six years because, I mean, who gets the opportunity, whoever gets the opportunity to do that? Yeah. So how do you bring dates back? Uh, come on back to mine. I live in the, the Tower <laughs> of London. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. Oh, no, I know. Oh, I know what you mean. I had to do that for six years. Um, <laughs> it was quite... Well, because especially if it's after midnight or anything, um, you've got to sign them in. So oh. essentially, the the beef eaters have got a little black book of all my of all my dating history. Oh, yeah, over yeah. Years. Well, you know, in a way, it's good. In case you didn't catch their name, it's good. You have it there. You know, you probably have a passport and everything belongs to them. You know who they are, and you yeah. can track them down yeah. if needs be. <laughs> exactly. But yeah, yeah no, it's very Cinderella rules as well. You've got to get there, try and get there before midnight. Right, right. Otherwise, you're not getting in. <laughs> So I really should have asked, my first question really for this interview, Tom, should have been, do you ski? Do you ski? <laughs> if anyone is familiar with Tom, I, this is something that um, your friends would, would ask this question. It just seems to be a question that a lot, yeah, a lot of my friends um, and just sort of older family members would always ask. It always just struck me as a really ridiculous question to ask someone. If anyone said, no, I don't, it was always, oh, you must, you must. You must, you, you must. must. <laughs> you simply must try it. It's absolutely exhilarating. <laughs> And I remember having a house party once. So one of my mates from Blythe in just outside of Newcastle, so probably like salt of the earth guy. One of my friends was asking him in the conservatory, do you ski? And without blinking, he went, I've been sledging. And I was like, perfect, perfect. I mean, you couldn't get further from working class, could you? No, me? Oh, no, 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 not at all. (laughs) Yeah, I am. Uh, yeah, I am very much um, born into that, that upper class world. Right. But hopefully the, the plan is to try and um, bring it down to earth a bit. 
Okay. And that's what I thought I'm trying to do anyway. Make Lovely. it a bit more relatable. Did you go on first dates on the telly on Channel 4? <laughs> I did, yes. Um, not because I wanted to. Right. Uh, there's a friend of mine who's another comedian called Daniel Sloss, who um, you might know. Uh, he signed me up in secret. And then um, one day I just got a phone call from a casting agent saying, oh, we love your profile. You should definitely come on first dates. And I was like, excuse me, <laughs> what's happening? <laughs> Uh, and so I ended up, um, yeah, and no, I ended up going on it. It was the first date hotel. So I was with Fred over in Marseille in France. Oh, very nice. Very nice. And it's always quite scary because you realise that, you know, you're sat there waiting for your date to arrive and you realise a group of professional people have analysed sort of what you're, <laughs> you're, you're capable of going on a date with. So you're hoping, you know, someone vaguely sort of human going to walk through the door. You just never know. You never know. Sure you don't on that show. Never know. And actually some exactly. people, when, you, when they're put together, you're going, there's no way they're suited. And then you discover that they're the ones that are suited. And then the ones that are made for each other don't seem to hook up in any way. So what happened with your date? Was it was it awkward? Was it okay? No. Uh, she was also uh, very la-di-dar and posh. Right. And, um, so she skis. Yeah. She does love to ski. Oh, oh, God. I'm pretty sure her parents owned a chalet. Right, right. <laughs> it was very- <laughs> very, very that level. And then um, she was also a, a, a life drawer artist. Right. So paints nude models. Mm-hmm. So as soon as the date happens, I was like, I know exactly how this date's going to end. It's going to end with, you know, they, they paired the life drawer and the comedian together. Yeah, your poem is going to be sure on the telly. Enough, yeah. Yeah. Sure enough, the next day I was by a river, completely nude, with a picnic basket and a baguette sticking out <laughs> with, her, with her sketching me. <laughs> I think I'm the only person to ever get naked on first dates. I think I can claim that. Yeah, well, the next show could be Naked Attraction. You never, did you ever see that show on Channel 4, Naked Attraction? And they're all standing there in their nip. Uh, and they're basically, they, they, <laughs> they have like a curtain covering them. And then the last bit you get to see is their face. But you see all the other body parts first. You're like, how do oh, people yeah. go on a show? Like, how do they recruit enough people to appear every week? Yeah, I, mean, I, I, just, I just fast forward to the last 10 minutes. And get it over and done with. That's what we're all wanting to watch. <laughs> yeah, isn't yeah, it? yeah, yeah. I don't want to. Look, I don't look at someone's ankles. Just get to the good stuff. And isn't it amazing <laughs> the different shapes and sizes that exist in the human body? It is, and isn't variety the spice of life? We should celebrate <laughs> our differences. Oh, so did you ever go on a second date with this lady da lady? No, uh, I did actually. Did uh, well, so if I'm being totally honest with you, we realised. Um, if we acted, like, we, we just realised that we were going to be friends immediately. Mm. It was just a really nice friendship click. But we had this discussion saying, if we message them back and say that we're actually we're still dating, they'll probably edit us really well. Right, okay. You're always worried about how it's going to surround the edit. Yeah, so yeah. When we, when we reported back, we were like, oh, yeah, we're madly in love. It's, uh, it's really going well. And she actually came to, we had a second date at the Tower of London, and we went ice skating in the moat. My idea, but she turned up with her own ice skates. I didn't realise she was like a sort of semi-professional oh, level no. ice skater. <laughs> and then I was like walking, I was like grinding around with one of those little penguin stabilisers. <laughs> so I, I, I looked awful. The ones they give the children in case they fall. That's it. Yeah, exactly. And she was like doing little pirouettes and twirls and stuff. <laughs> oh. so it didn't really work out for me. You've done quite a lot of telly when you think about it, Tom, haven't you? It's certainly, it's getting there. It's definitely getting there. Especially the things like first dates and definitely the circle. The circle was essentially just a, a big party game. Mm. Just a really elaborate one. Yeah, it was just so much fun. And then, um, yeah, getting to do that sort of stuff. Yeah, it's, it's great. I'd love to do some more. You don't have a nine to five job. Your job is now full-time comedian. Yes, that, that's exactly right. Pretty much most of my, most of my job is probably just travelling, to be honest. Yeah. 80% of it is just getting to the gig. And then you go and do a gig 
and then you're, you're back on the road again. But yeah, I mean, I've already done like sort of 30 dates on this tour for America and Europe. And then this Ireland and UK tour is 56 dates. So it's, it's a lot of dates. Yeah, it um, is. Yeah. I'm going to be sat on a lot of freezing train platforms eating a lot of packaged sandwich deals. Oh, the glamour. Like, oh, there's nothing oh, the like those. So those sandwiches in the packet are so <laughs> disgusting. I swear they must have been sitting on a shelf for at least a year. They're so stale and dry and horrible. Oh no! That's it's one it. thing, <laughs> do you know. It's one thing that anybody I ever talk to who's on the road quite a lot, like you are. It's the one problem they all face. Why can't a company come up with sandwiches that taste fresh when they're on the shelf? Yeah, and also past ten o'clock, sort of the only thing that's really open is takeaway at McDonald's. There's no yeah. healthy options. No. So I'm just going to gradually get sort of larger and larger. <laughs> As I go around, <laughs> I'll, be, I'll be rolling myself to the final gig. Now, I'm going to test your Irish knowledge, right? Because on the 26th oh of April, God. you're playing a venue in Galway in the west of Ireland. And if you can pronounce the name of this venue, I will be very impressed. Do you have the list in front of you there? Oh, my God. Look for the 26th of April and Galway and tell me the name of that venue to win over our audience who are also based in Galway as well as all around the country. Oh You're broadcasting to your actual potential audience here. No pressure whatsoever. This is, this is, uh, this is really... Um, right. Okay. I'm going to tell you exactly how I, was, I first pronounced it. So, mm-hmm. uh, Roshan Derb. Oh, <laughs> no. Is that anywhere near? Tom, 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 right, Tom, so Tom. No, 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 no. Roisin Dove. Roisin Dove. You know, like the... um, So think of Dove like as in the bird or the, you know, the skincare, the soap and all that. But it's the BHs in Irish are pronounced like a V. So Roisin Dove. That's a V, right. All right. So just when you... Roisin Dove. Roisin Dove. And if you go out and say that to your audience at the Roisin Dove, if you go out and say Roisin Dove, they're not going to be, they're not going to be happy with you. No, I can do that. Dublin, I'm, I'm in Wheeland. I well, I mean, come on. Right. If, you, if you can't get that, there's no hope for you. So you're doing Roisin Dove in Galway on the 26th of April and Wheeland's in Dublin on the 28th of April. I know you have a Belfast date in the middle there. And yes. this show is called It's Not Ideal. What is this one all about? Um, it's essentially about um, breaking bad habits and moving on and self-bettering yourself. But that's that. And so I've had a, a year last year of dropping bad habits. Oh, bettering myself. Right. What were the bad habits you got rid of? Uh, well, uh, it, I, I went sober for a time just to reframe my relationship yeah. with alcohol. I also went for a breakup. I'm not, I'm not going to call okay. my ex-girlfriend a bad habit. She, she's a lovely person. <laughs> oh, be careful. But, yeah, you're on I, the radio. I, yeah, I know. Yeah, I'm not, I'm, not, I'm not about to badmouth my ex. She's lovely. But sometimes you need to understand that um, love isn't all, uh, always enough in, the, in these relationships. You need to, she lived in Germany for one. Grant, she won't hear this. She won't hear it. It's fine. It's fine. No, she'll be fine. That's all right. I, I've already done my German tour dates. And uh, let me tell lovely. you, those guys, so we don't, don't, they, we don't, need they to plug don't laugh that. at anything. Don't laugh oh, at God, anything. They, they don't laugh at anything. Oh, I'd say that'd be a tough they one. Came, they, right. they came out after the show and just like, thank you very much for the jokes. They were very funny. We'll see you again next year. <laughs> you could have told your faces, Germany. Thank you very much. That was very funny. You could have fooled me <laughs> based on yeah. your reaction. And come here to me. Have, I'm, I'm assuming that you've been inside Buckingham Palace and all that, have you? Uh, I have, yes, several times. My dad's been knighted twice. Wow. So, uh, yeah, it, it's quite scary. I used to... It's the sort of place, I remember the first time I went there, I think I dismantled my entire phone. When you're in the throne room, the last thing you want is your phone to go off. 
Yeah. So probably like my Nokia 3210 back in the day. Oh, like, yeah. Like bits in Can't even take a photo. Ones? I know, yeah. Undestructible yeah. ones, though. You could drive over it in a, in a Jeep and nothing would happen to it. Yeah, I'm intrigued by it. All, of course, because of the crown. So I take the crown as being absolute, like, the truth. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's pretty much word for word gospel, I think, the crown. That's it, Every that's single it. Word of it. But I feel like it's a very lonely <laughs> place and you'd walk, like, I mean, do they watch tellies in there or are they just walking around doing nothing? All day. Well, weirdly, you know, when I was um, cast for the circle, here's the thing. My father was part of the King's coronation. Mm. And on the day of the coronation, Hello magazine posted an article, the title of which was King Charles invites star of Netflix for Circle's dad to be part of the coronation, <laughs> which sort of makes it sound like Charles and Camilla were watching the, having Netflix and chill. Yeah, big and interest. Then, and then he saw me and went, this boy's amazing. We must get his father to be part of the service in some way. <laughs> so apparently they that. do. Apparently they do watch TV. Oh, I absolutely <laughs> love that. That's so funny. I think I, when Jack Whitehall was in the studio with us there a while ago, he was saying how he was in the States and there was uh, somebody stopped him for a photo, except he thought that they were stopping him for a photo, but they were actually stopping the dad. He was with his dad at the time. Uh. And uh, they were like, oh, he's on this TV show on Netflix. That's so funny. yeah, yeah. I wonder, maybe they're, maybe they're there watching The Crown themselves in the drawing room or something. Yeah, I think, um, yeah, I, I, I think Prince Harry has been quoted as saying he did watch The Crown. So, I mean, if you had a Netflix Netflix series about your own life, would you watch it? Of course. I'd be worried about everything though. I don't, okay. know, I don't think people want to know all about my life. <laughs> Come here, Tom, before you go, we're going to test you again. So the Galway venue, what is it called? It's called the... Roisin Dove. Well done. Fair yeah, play. Fair I've got play. It. It's in you, there now. You got it. It's in there now. And now you, you, you have been accepted <laughs> by the Galway people and the Irish people. Thanks a million, Tom. Oh, Take you. care. We'll talk to you soon, all right? Thank you so much. Cheers. Bye. Bye-bye. It's Ireland's Class Kids Radio.